Thank you, Richard. Well, good morning. My name is Lukundo, if we've never met before, and I'm one of the leaders here in King's Church. It's so great to be able to be together again, to hear the Word of God together, to worship Him, to praise Him, to be stirred up and encouraged in our faith again. And I pray that wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're with us right now on Sunday morning or you're catching up during the week, that you would experience something of the presence of God in your midst, that you would know His peace, that you would know His presence and His love, and that you would grow and be changed by His Spirit. And so as we dive into the word now together, just pray that God would open up our hearts, that we would hear and see him afresh. If you have a Bible, now's a good time to pick it up, or a phone or a tablet, whatever it is, and turn with me to the book of John chapter 15, which is where we find ourselves now in our series of John. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples, and I'm going to read from verse 1. I am the true vine and my father is the vindresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. I absolutely love this picture because clearly God loves gardens and he loves plants, but it's a wonderful picture of purpose and connection, how Jesus says to his disciples, you are the branches, I am the vine, and God is the one who looks after this planting. God is the one who establishes it, who makes it possible for it to flourish. And he describes his people as his planting. He describes his church, his disciples, as this vineyard. Now, this isn't the first time in scripture that we see God referring to his people as his planting or as his vineyard. If we go to the book of Isaiah and chapter five, we read here how Isaiah speaks about a song of, of God lamenting, I guess, over his beloved vineyard that he planted and he look, looked after and he wanted it to bear fruit, but instead it didn't quite do what God was expecting in it to do. But he says this in Isaiah chapter five from verse one, let me sing for my beloved, my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones and planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He looked for it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem, O men of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more would there be for me to do for my vineyard 
that I have not done for it. When I looked for it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge and it shall be devoured. And I will break down its wall and it shall be trampled down. I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed. And briars and thorns shall grow up. I will also command the clouds that there rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel. And the men of Judah are his pleasant planting. He looked for justice, but behold bloodshed. For righteousness, but behold an outcry. It was always God's original intention that his people would bear fruit and cover the earth with all that is good and all that is of God. That his people would live in his ways and so set an example for the other nations that when they looked at God's people, they knew that there is a God. The one true God is the God of Israel because of what they produce, justice and righteousness, looking after the cause of the needy and the poor, defending the one who can't speak for themselves. God did everything possible. He looked after his planting in his vineyard, but they didn't yield the fruit that God wanted them to yield. And so judgment came upon the people of Israel, but God didn't give up because we were created for fruitfulness. He didn't stop there in his plan. And so Isaiah prophesies again, in Isaiah chapter 27 from verse 2 and he says this in that day a pleasant vineyard sing of it I the Lord am its keeper every moment I water it lest anyone punish it I keep it night and day I have no wrath would that I had thorns and briars to battle I would march against them I would burn them up together oh let them or let them lay hold of my protection let them make peace with me. Let them make peace with me. In the days to come, Jacob shall take root. Israel shall blossom and put forth shoots and fill the whole world with fruit. Isaiah prophesies that this will happen because this is how God chooses to fill and cover the earth with his glory. He chooses to do it by a people who he pours himself into and then blesses them and says, be fruitful. In the very beginning, when God created Adam and Eve, he blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. And this is God's plan. This is his intention. This is why he did everything possible to make us his true planting. And so when Jesus shows up on the scene in John chapter 15, he says, I am the true vine. I am the fulfillment of what God has always intended. The people of Israel failed to do it in their own strength and they rebelled against God constantly. And so God sent Jesus, who was perfect and blameless in all of his ways, that by being connected to the true vine, we are reconnected to purpose and able to produce the fruit that God had always created and intended us to produce. And only by being connected into the vine. Are we able to do that? He is our source. He is the one who makes it possible for us to even will to do his work. And you know, Jesus speaks very clearly here against unfruitfulness. It's quite strong language that he uses. And it's a challenge to us to say, what in my life am I actually producing? What does the fruit of my life look like? Am I producing fruit? Because Jesus 
is not satisfied, when our lives are not fruitful, he created us for so much more. He created us to be in perfect relationship with him and to cover the earth with all that is good in partnership with him. When I'm around people, do they feel insecure? Do they feel unsafe? Do they feel on edge? Or when I'm around people, do they feel loved? Do they feel seen? Do they feel valued? What fruit am I producing? What is the legacy that my life leads? Am I content with simply just going by from my day to day and, and, and always only thinking about myself? Or do I want to be that one of those disciples, true disciples that produces the fruit that God requires? First and foremost, which is love. The love of God changes everything. And it's by our love that they will know we are his disciples. Jesus makes it really clear also as we continue to read in chapter 15 that we are to abide in him in order to produce fruit. And he doesn't leave us guessing. And so he tells us as we read on from, chap from verse 9 how exactly we are to abide in him. And it says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. Just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, so that you will love one another. Abiding in God is how we produce the fruit. And abiding in God looks like obeying his commandments. And his commandment to us is to love one another. I don't know about you, but sometimes when I think about abiding in God, I think about maybe soaking in his presence, worshiping, listening to worship music or whatever it is. And all those things are great and they help us to key in and connect with God. But Jesus is really, really clear about something. And we hear it in John chapter 14. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. It looks like something. And so if to abide in God is to obey his commandment, which is to love one another, then abiding in God looks like loving one another. Abiding in God looks like loving one another. This is always what he called his church to be, what he called his planting to be, to bear the fruit of love, of justice, of righteousness. And so many times, we can, I guess, almost substitute and we do lots of great things and, and, and it seems wonderful and we can put on a great show and we can, in the name of God, say we're doing all these amazing things. But if we have not love, we're just a resounding symbol. 
we're just a loud noise. If we have not love, then we can speak in tongues of angels and prophesy all we want. But if the fruit is not love, if love is not what is driving and transforming the way we shape and live our lives, then we truly have nothing. This is such a challenge to us as the church. And in this time, we find wonderful opportunities to show love to one another and our neighbors. If I'm really honest with myself, um, it's easy to kind of sit at home and, and make myself comfortable and order stuff on the internet to make my little cozy space even more, more nice than it is. And I'm still, and that's not bad, but I find that I can still selfishly just think about myself. But what would it look like as true disciples of God to wake up every morning and think more about how can I spend my life on others and not just spend all my time thinking about myself? What would it look like for the church of God to be so motivated by love that it, its aim and its, its measure of success, if you like, was the fruitfulness that act of love produce? Not the kind of love that's just hanging out with your friends and the people you like, but the kind of sacrificial love that goes above and beyond for people around. The kind of love that is kind even to those people we don't think deserve our love. Imagine what we would look like as a church if our focus was to do justice and righteousness, look after the needs of the homeless, the poor and the hungry. Imagine if that's what we looked forward to. Imagine if that was the fruit that we produced. What would that look like? What would that be? This is how we are fruitful. As we remain in him and we love one another, this is the kind of fruit God longs to see. He longs to see us out of love, sharing the message of the gospel, producing disciples as he has commanded us to do, to go forth and be fishers of men and bring more and more people into his kingdom, into knowledge of who he is so that they can be like him and so that they can have eternal life. So what is the fruit that your life produces? What is the fruit that we produce together as a people, as a church? There is so much more for us. And I guarantee you that by abiding in him, obeying his commandments and living out in the purposes of God, that is where we find our joy. His joy is complete and our joy is made full and we bring glory to him as we are fruitful and as we go forth and do everything that he's commanded us to do abiding in him and relying on him and depending on him as our source and so guys king's church i bless you in the name of jesus i bless you to be fruitful i bless you to abide in him to bear fruits of love of peace of kindness and justice wherever you find yourself i bless you and i speak to you to go forth and be his disciples, be people who bring the kingdom of heaven into the here and now by obeying his commandments and relying fully on him. Amen. Have a wonderful week, guys.